0: Welcome to the Utah Women in Leadership Podcast. The core mission of the Utah Women and Leadership Project is to strengthen the impact of Utah girls and women. And this podcast helps us do just that. I'm Dr. Susan Madsen, Karen Haidt Huntsman Endowed Professor of Leadership in the John M. Huntsman School of Business at Utah State University. And I'm also the founding director of the Utah Women and Leadership Project. Recently, the UWLP and the Governor's Office of Economic Opportunity have worked together on an inspiring initiative to identify and highlight 100 Utah companies that do a great job of championing women. Earlier this year, I interviewed the leaders of aid companies on their policies, programs, initiatives that support families and advance women. And now we're continuing this series as we dig deeper into how companies exemplify this. Today, we're spotlighting Wilson Electronics as one of our 100 Utah companies. Wilson Electronics manufactures telecommunication equipment originally based in St. George Wilson Electronics has grown and is now on four continents today we welcome Bruce Lancaster the CEO and Michelle Anderegg the director of account management and inside sales welcome to both of you so happy to have you join me today thank you we're happy to be here pleasure So first, Bruce, let's have you start out by taking a few minutes and introducing us to Wilson Electronics. We would love to have our listeners just know more and learn more about your organization.
1: I would be happy to introduce uh, Wilson. It's one of my favorite topics to talk about. (laughs) So as you mentioned, we are a telecommunications manufacturer based here in Utah. So our headquarters is actually in Salt Lake City, Cottonwood Heights to be specific, Um, I live in Park City, Utah, and all of our manufacturing happens in St. George, Utah, which is the southern part, of course. All your audience knows that already. Uh, We have offices in Dallas, Singapore, and uh, a couple other locations uh, throughout the world. So we operate under the WeBoost brand for consumer products. So you'll find us in Best Buy and REI. And we make cell signal boosters that enhance telecommunications for RVs and homes and other vehicles that are out there that need to stay connected. And then we operate under Wilson Pro for our commercial products. So we help the likes of large offices, hospitals, businesses all over the nation, all over the world that that need uh, communications inside their building. You know, one story I'd love to tell is uh, Tiffany's, every single Tiffany's store in the US actually has our solution inside to ensure that your phone works inside. So that's one of the great stories that we we talk that's about. Awesome.
0: That is awesome. And, and Michelle, give us a little more information about your employees. So so we know the locations. That's, that's great that you have Singapore, even different places in the world. Yeah. Tell us more about like the number of employees and, and anything else.
2: Yeah, so Wilson has about 250 employees. Um, I'd say the majority of them, and Bruce might have the breakdown, but the majority of them are in the St. George office, where we, that's where I'm located, that's actually where my team is located, and that's where we do the manufacturing right here in Utah.
0: That is awesome. So I would love to have you start out, Michelle, or either one of you can start, but when you submitted your application to be considered as one of the 100 companies championing women, particularly here in the state of Utah, you mentioned some of the family-friendly policies or practices that you've implemented, specifically at Wilson. Uh, please share you know, a few of those. Um, especially those more established ones that you've you've had that your employees really appreciate Michelle would you like to jump in and start on that
2: Sure. Yeah. I mean, we have we have flexible work uh, locations and hours, which I think actually helps with work-life balance. We have this hybrid work policy. We offer three weeks of PTO from day one. Then you start oh, at really? Wilson. Yeah. Which a lot of people really love. So it gives you great flexibility for employees to be able to meet family needs without, you know, having to earn that time off. Um, in addition to that, we have 10 paid holidays per year as well. So that all the employees get, which is awesome. We also have, and Bruce can get into this a little bit more. We have paid paternity leave, great policy there. My team, half about half of my team actually are women. uh, And which is kind of rare in the tech industry. (laughs) My women rock. I'm just going to, you know, shout out for my team. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) They're amazing. (laughs) And I've had women that have had to use our maternity leave and it's worked really wonderful for them. So we're really proud of that
1: and I would jump even onto that and say, we believe in paternity leave, you know, so I, I wrote an article a while back and posted it, but, you know, I'm a very big believer and a lot of uh, the leadership in Wilson are a very big believer in to create equality in the career space. And I, of course, Dr. Matson, I'm not going to tell you anything that you don't already know, but to <laughs> create equality, we believe that that should be equal for, for men to take the paternity leave as women, because why disadvantage somebody of taking them out of the workforce just because of their gender? So we, we believe in that equality, and that's why we have the paid paternity leave that uh, covers both men and women, and we encourage that uh, for all of our employees.
0: Thank you so much. And I, I would love to have you specifically talk now about, you mentioned that you have an ERG, so an employee resource group called Women of Wilson. Wow. I like that. <laughs> you happen to, it's really hard to get acronyms to work it sometimes. Is. It sort of wow. Just happened. <laughs> wow works. So, so, um Bruce or, or Michelle, either one, uh, tell us a little bit more about that and what you do and, and the yeah. purpose, why you implemented that.
2: Yeah, so I actually am one of the founders of it. Oh. Um, <laughs> and we just wanted to be able to give women a voice, a safe space where they can talk about things that are kind of unique to women. And um, and that's kind of how it started out. And it kind of has grown since then. Now we actually have a full-on steering committee. And again, we mentioned we have 250 employees and we have a full-on steering committee and and program for women. So obviously we take it very serious. So, I mean, it started out with like book clubs and paint nights and team building activities. And then it kind of grew into financial education and- Mm now our, our book clubs have actually even getting, gotten into, there's a book we just read called Lean In, you're probably familiar with it, and it's kind of in that family work-life balance and then we discuss everything um, so it's just getting you know, we're addressing the needs of women and that's why we 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 uh, continue to have this program we also um, have partnered with Women's Influence Network in St. George um, a Utah Women's and Leadership Project the Women's Leadership Institute Institute. That's all part of our wow organization. Um, We've actually done big women's hygiene donation pools. Oh, that's nice. Um, So
0: a service kind of component. And that helps with, well, but that uh, helps with the networking too. It's fun to, to network and then, then give back as well. Yeah. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, you know, those hygiene drives for women's shelters and, you know, and it, it, it brings us closer together as well. And we volunteered at the um, Utah Food Bank. We have a, um, we call our employee group called the We Give, and we do community fundraisers um, and community services. We've done gardening. We've done all kinds of different things. So <laughs> that it's, is so awesome. It's really just opened up. It's kind of taken a life of its own and, and grown. So we're really proud of it. And people
0: that that really has been shown to be something that retains women if they have this, this organization, I did want to mention how I really like that, that your group is integrated and really using, like, I'm, I know, women's influence network really Mm -hmm. well down there, and really be able to network and suggest some of their activities, I'm sure, and have them aware of your work, that connecting with resources like my own, you know, um, in our UWLP work and, and uh, the Women's Leadership Institute, you know, just doing your own thing and not connecting doesn't make sense these days, right?
2: Very true. Yeah, you have to get out into your community as well. So it's kind of twofold. For sure. I completely agree with that. Yeah.
0: And Bruce, you were going to jump in.
1: I say I think it's it's so awesome to have this group and have leaders like Michelle be a part of that and And I think one of the other things that are really, really important that we support as a as a culture that this is not exclusionary, right? So the women of Wilson, of course, it's primarily the uh, targeted and uh, Participated by women, but it is not exclusionary to anyone else who wants to join. So Michelle talked about the gardening event. Other people can go out and join uh, that happen to not be women. Because I think if we if we start separating that, I think it it takes away from what we're trying to do by promoting equality and promoting uh, the advancement regardless of gender. So we're we're really really proud about that.
0: Yeah, and that's good to welcome in male allies, uh, generally to those things. What we know is most events and so forth, it's good to have male allies. There are some deeper development kinds of things that you do want to give space for just women because that they'll change the conversations. But most of the networking and, and different things, it's great to have those male allies. Um, it makes men nervous sometimes to get into <laughs> those spaces, but we need to make that more accessible. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. So I, I was going to ask Bruce specifically to you in the application, it said that you had recently added the first female board member so was that something and and I think that's something you know to be proud of that you've probably worked towards that and made that a goal Um, yeah it talk about that importance to you and, and is are you seeing some some changes in discussions even already based on having her
1: in the room so yeah, it's something we're really proud of here at Wilson. So we had an opportunity. There's only actually three board members. So oh. a third of our board is made up of women. So we're we're pretty happy about that uh, little factoid. So I'm on the board and we have uh, another male uh, member that's on the board and we had an opening for a board uh, position. So I had the opportunity to interview multiple people for that role and you know, it worked out that the best qualified person was a woman and I, I could not I pass it. up that, yeah, that <laughs> opportunity to to add her and she's a minority woman to boot. So that was, uh, you know, a, a, a double win. But the most important thing is that she is incredibly capable and additive to our uh, board, level discussions. And not because she's a woman. I mean, I think that she brings a different perspective sometimes that uh, than, than I would, but just she's an incredibly educated and very uh, capable uh, contributor. And I think people see through that, right? So they see what she brings to our board. And, and Lavinia has uh, done an amazing job, I think, at motivating and inspiring uh, people in the company, both men and women.
0: Yeah. And, and having the presence of a woman or person of color or combined that all, you know, that's important in identity because mm-hmm. people, especially women, if you see other women in those roles, you, you think, wow, you know, I could do that one of these days. I also wanted to bring up something in your application that, that you noticed that you noted as well. And that is taking the parity pledge and also the elevate her challenge with the, the Women's Leadership Institute and I recommend all of those. Now, some people push back and say, oh, it's just checking the box. But has it really done something more than checking the box? Bruce, would you comment? And then Michelle, anything you have?
1: Yeah, so I'll, I'll talk about the Parity Pledge. I took that back in 2015 or Wilson took that back in 2015. And to me, it was not about checking the box. It was it was about Ensuring that we make the appropriate effort to expand our search when we're hiring executives to include women, and it's—I don't want to get off on the tangent—but it's one of the challenges in a technology field. And again, you have all the data here, made way better than I do. Uh, the real challenge is the the the. Imbalance of women graduating engineering programs or highly technical degrees uh, f- focused around uh, product development and 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 that technology that tends to bias. So when we're looking, we want to make sure we're having a net that's wide enough to uh, include everyone qualified yep. and then pick the best person and that's the the way we did it with the board member that's the way we've done it with several other executives in, in the past and it has been something that's really added to the depth and strength of of Wilson in a leadership that's great. position
0: That's great. And and recruiting shifts. I mean it shifts how you recruit sometimes because for years you just recruit in the same places and and um and now recruiting shifts anyway, every year, every month, almost on how you do that. But being thoughtful with that in mind can really make a difference. Um, Michelle, do you want to add anything or talk about the Elevate Her Challenge?
2: So I would just kind of piggyback on what Bruce was saying. I mean, I I feel like promoting within, right? And you talk about, um, you know, making sure that the women have a voice in the company. And we think that's just so incredibly important. I was actually just kind of a side story. I was just in, the, um, I was actually in California for two different tech summits and there are about two to 300 people in those tech summits and uh, maybe 15 women. And this is in California, oh, right? Wow. And Utah, <laughs> we know we have even like more challenges than yeah. Utah and bigger gap. Yeah. yeah, bigger gap. And, and people were coming up and saying, and I was one of the only women that was, you know, in a booth, right. And, and in the position I was in and, and uh, a lot of the men were actually, you know what, we're really happy to have you here. There. We're happy to see that, and it's it's you know I'm proud to be a Wilson employee for that because we do get a lot of support for women and, and and so forth.
0: I love that. Any other programs you want to dig into that you've you know have implemented or ones that you're just playing with, maybe thinking about how to, how do we do better or or could we even think about doing something a little different in some areas that might help you. Recruit, attract, I should say, then accru- recruit, then m- retain, all of that related to, to women in the workforce. And so many of those things help with men. I just need to say, <laughs> you know. Well, so, uh, Bruce.
1: Well, I, I think you, you, you nailed it right on the head there. The number one thing is make a healthy and welcoming environment for all. You know that is our number one goal here at Wilson, and I think we're we can always do better. Every company can do better, but I think our our track record has been good, and uh, we're always looking to find ways to improve. Recently, we're part of the Utah Manufacturers Association, so we were so proud to win three awards: Manufacturer of the Year, uh, we won a culture award because of the culture that we have, and this welcoming environment as part of that culture. And we were recognized for uh, women in manufacturing as well. Oh, uh, so, I didn't know that.
0: That Congratulations. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, so we're, we were the only company there at that awards banquet that actually won three awards. And uh, Misty Snuffer is uh, our production leader. Uh, she runs all of the operations for our, our facility. She's been a 28-year veteran here at Wilson. Um, she started on the production line a while back, and now she's leading the, she has the most number of direct reports, I guess, other than me, in the company, right? She has the entire That's, production. That says
0: a lot if if she started really on the production line and, and felt, you know, good about uh, the culture enough to stay through the years.
1: Yeah, and she was recognized by the Utah's Manufacturers Association this year for that award. And and I think that is, it's not about finding the next thing to, okay, how do we go do this or attract that award or something. I think it's about creating a equal and non-hostile and welcoming environment for all. And that makes us a better company. And when we attract the best talent, uh, it becomes a, a flywheel effect. And we have people like Michelle that are that are really driving our business. She in turn tracks great talent and they in turn track great yeah. talent and, and, and then build on these <laughs> these programs. So it's not the women of Wilson is not something that I push. I fully support it, of course. But it's something that Michelle uh, is one of the founding members of and and drives forward. And so we're always looking for those new opportunities, but they really have to be organic and uh, created because there's a real purpose and there's going to be real value, not because we're trying to accomplish some
0: award or something. I I get it, but but you have to listen to do all of that, right? How, How do you listen? So Michelle, anything you'd like to add?
2: Yeah. So as far as the listening goes, one of the things I like that Wilson does, and and, and maybe that will help us continue to get better is we actually have these all hands employee meetings that Bruce runs and he has guests on it. And, um, they, we have a survey that goes out prior. And the last thing Bruce does is he goes through and answers everybody's questions and it's, it's anonymous. So you can, you know, feel free to, to ask whatever you want. So ideas come out of that. I think, you know, transparency, um, that's one of our company core values that, that we're all striving towards. So I think that, you know, helps for us to, you know, like I said, you know, make us better as the days go on. And I, I would just also bring up culture. Bruce kind of touched up on that. And I think you did as well. Um, I mean, we have Misty who's been here 28 years. She started production and now she's leading and we've got um, a gal and she started in customer service and she's been through it. Now she's a customer service manager and um, she's also part of the Women of Wilson. Both both of them are. And and they've been here a long time. My team a lot of the women employees. I've got one that's been here for almost 20 years. Another that's been here for 15 years. I've got uh, two that actually just retired. They were both uh, both women um, that were here over 20 years. Wow. So, and I've been here a little over five. And and you know, you see everybody, especially in this culture, like jumping from job to job to job. And Wilson is retaining a lot of their employees to include women employees because of that culture. And it does feel like a family. You know, when I do have a new hire, oftentimes a new hire will come to me and say, oh my gosh, this feels like family, you know, and and that's that's kind of, that's what we're trying to do. And, and I think that does start with those leaders. It starts with Bruce and it starts with all of us too, in these leadership positions to, you know, make sure that culture is, is warm and inviting for everybody.
0: Thank you so much. And Michelle, I'll start with you on this, the final question, and then we'll end with Bruce. So what final advice would you give to other, you know, companies, leaders of organizations that may just be starting down this path of family-friendly, of listening to things we've talked about? What what piece of advice would you give,
2: Michelle? Oh, that's a good question. Just know that women have a lot to offer, right? <laughs> I know that sounds simplistic, but, you know, they have a lot to offer and maybe they might face a little stronger headwinds than others um, with their family obligations, et cetera. But, um, you know, know that women have a lot, a lot going on. Um, so I think if you just kind of keep that in mind and, and you know, making sure that you're interviewing women as well and keeping everything open, I think is really important. And And then also having that work-life balance because women do have, you know, historically we have more children and et cetera. And having that work-life balance is really important. Uh, We don't work weekends. uh, We don't work in the evenings. Like we have our, you know, eight to five. And I would encourage people to do that. Try to be efficient with your day so that your employees can get out there and and have that work-life balance.
0: Excellent. Thank you so much, Bruce.
1: So I think you mentioned it earlier. I will say everything that Michelle said, I double down on that. But listening, I think it's the most important thing. You know, your employees will tell you the truth if you give them the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Michelle talked about those surveys and, you know, we used to do open questions and pass the mic around. Anybody can ask anything. But there's sometimes people are bashful or embarrassed or, or just don't like public speaking. And so we started doing the anonymous surveys. And man, you get some good questions, doozy I'm of sure. questions <laughs> but I cannot shy away from that we as a leadership team cannot shy away those are real, real concerns real questions real opportunities to, to make our, our company better. And then lastly, many of us have women that are very important parts of our lives, whether it's inside of Wilson or outside. I have a a wonderful wife that I listen to a lot. I have a daughter who's a a pre-med student that is uh, really, really influential to me to to make sure that I'm hearing a different age perspective and a different gender perspective. So listening is the number one thing we can do to, to improve.
0: Thank you so much. That's a a great, I love you talking about your daughter and wife as impactful and influential people in your growth and development, right? Thanks to our guests. Bruce and Michelle from Wilson Electronics, and thank you as listeners for taking the time to join us today on this podcast episode hosted by the Utah Women in Leadership Project at Utah State University in partnership with Utah Public Radio, USU Extension, and the John M. Huntsman School of Business. And a special thanks to Denise Call, our producer. To learn more about our research, resources, and events, please visit us at utwomen.org and visit inutah.org to learn more about other companies that champion women and also learn more about Inspire Utah and our campaign more broadly. Thank you so much.